We as a race, <laughs> as the human race. <laughs> God damn it. podcast my name is tim dobbs you've been with me before i hope i think maybe actually that sounds kind of creepy let's move on with me as ever through the intertron internet don't say intertron oh so much second guessing this week it's the lady who's always confident always ready katherine kogert i know for a fact it's good to be here <laughs> you're like you're like a, a big red gum or something. Or <laughs> I am the big red gum to your trident. <laughs> <laughs> trident is the wishy-washy gum. <laughs> well, with this trident layers crap, I mean, what, what flavor are you? What? It's such bullshit. <laughs> and of course, it appeals to the kids today. <laughs> mm, we got to keep moving here. Um <laughs> As regular listeners to this show know, we like to have a lot of different topics, divide them up into series, and then roll through those series as the weeks drift in and out as we sail towards where the wild things are. This week, we'll be talking about unique instruments, and specifically, instruments from scraps. Well, some people play the tuba, and some people play the flute. Some people play the guitar, and some people play the lute. But to wow the ladies and the gents, you need unique instruments. Catherine, what the heck? Why are we doing this? Because I just want to bring you misery and pain, Tim. No, but seriously... <laughs> Because, <laughs> um, because humans love to make music so much that they have to make music out of anything they can get their hands on, right? So sure. if it's in your dumpster, you got to make an instrument out of it. If it's in the scrapyard, you got to make an instrument out of it. And that's Those what we're going to talk about today. Those are the rules. Yeah. I'm on board. This, this touches me deep because I come from a junk collecting family. And, uh, you know, I play some music. It's true. You've heard our yeah. drops. Yes. <laughs> Is that your demo tape, Tim? Yes. <laughs> I, I'm going to get hired by professional jingle writers. <laughs> All right. So we're going to kick it off by talking about the bubble organ. Is that okay with you, Tim? Is it okay with me? I insist upon it. Oh, okay. Let's do it. Yay. So the bubble organ was built by a student at the Chicago Art Institute as a class project. Uh, this student, his name was Aaron Wendell, wants to play with the sounds of bu water bubbling through pipes, right? So Makes how can sense. you control the pitch? How can you control the length of the note? And uh, he ends up making this bubble organ by just right, through those yeah. concepts. He hears... Ugh. I need some water. But the point is, he hears the noise and he thinks, that sounds cool. I wonder if I can actually make a song out of it instead of dreaming of a song from a drone. Drones don't make good songs. I don't care what the avant-garde people say. 
Um, no, I, I, I completely agree with you. Anyway, he makes this instrument out of furniture, wood, and rain gutters. Rain gutters? Yeah. Hmm. That sounds pretty cool, don't you think? Yeah. Furniture? Where's, like, like his couch? Um, actually, I have a really hard time saying this, so don't make fun of me, Tim, or listeners at home. Drawers? Drawer? Drawer? What did you say? You said drawer. It's spelled like drawer. Are you from Boston? Draw? You oh, you just got so excited. Drawer. Uh, Boston, my favorite. <coughs> drawer. Okay, drawers. Drawer. Oh, let's move on from this. This is just gonna make me have nightmares. Um, <laughs> you you went to finishing school, didn't you? Didn't you? You went to finishing school, and they made you balance a book on your head while you said drawer over and over, and they hit you with a ruler. And that's where the nightmares are from. It all it's, makes sense. It's more like anti-finishing school, where they made me <laughs> say drawer over and over again. And made me what? balance. Um, I don't know. I don't have anything more to this. Let's move on. Well, it sounds like mermaid singing to me. You have your own <laughs> opinion about this, Tim. Uh, I think it sounds more like one of the tones on... One of the, the later tones, not... Not like 80 to 100, because those tend to be like insect and laser noises. But uh, let's say between 50 and 80 on a Casio keyboard, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, it's, right. It's better than ambulance, which is the worst of the Casio keyboard tones. Oh, oh, yeah, that's true. I'll tell you, it's also better than jazz organ, because real jazz organs, awesome. This does not match up. It's about disappointment. I think I blame the 90s. But the design of this instrument is actually really <laughs> genius. <laughs> um, balloons on either side of this instrument act as a pressurized air supplier, right? Because that's what balloons are, right, Tim? Yeah, he b- blows up a balloon, and balloons, of course, try to contract because they don't like being full. Mm-hmm. And they just release their air into it at a consistent rate. Pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, balloons then are connected to the tubing that leads into all of these pipes, and the pipes are cut just like an organ would be, from shorter to longer, right? And so, depending on which keyboard you press, and the keyboard is actually made out of clothespins, popsicle sticks, and wooden drawer knobs. And so, depending on which key key you're pressing, air is released into that pipe, and the note is played. Right. So, I have a question. Is the air released into the bottom of the pipe? Is that right? Yes. Okay. So basically we have a balloon that forces air into sort of a header, which is basically just a big long length of pipe off of mm-hmm. which uh, there are a number of valves mm-hmm. that connect pipes that are filled with water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when we press a key, it opens one of those valves, which lets air bubble up into it. And none of the water falls out because it, the air is just moving too fast is the idea? Yeah. Okay. Or, well, none of the uh, water goes back in. That's actually one of his mates. One of the major design problems that he had. And that's really oh, what he spent like the bulk of his time doing, is trying to make sure water didn't go back into the pipes. He should have gotten check valves. 
that's probably what he ended up doing. Mm. But he wasn't an engineer, so he didn't know all yeah. about check valves like you and I do. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're smart chemical engineers. We talk about check valves all the time, day in and day out. Day in and day out. Fluid goes this way, but not that way. <laughs> Anywho. So pretty cool. And then, so then the air bubbles up through just up to out of the pipe and that makes a specific noise, right? Yeah, exactly. Nailed it. So, Tim. Yes, Catherine. I know you, you think this is tone 58 or whatever it was on our Casio keyboard. It's one of those, yeah. Do you think anybody uses tone 58 on their soundtrack? Uh, they'd use it on their experimental late 90s movie soundtrack, which is when uh, digital video recording first became mildly affordable, but was still enough that only pretentious people would make the films. Oh, I know what it is. What it is. It's going to be it? um, Aquamarine. Aquamarine? Is that a... The Aquamarine soundtrack. Is that a movie? Yes. I think it I has like uh, Tom Hanks and I don't remember the girl. Tom Hanks? But he falls in love with a mermaid. I don't think that was called Aquamarine. I'm fairly certain there's a mermaid movie called Aquamarine. Splash! I think you're thinking of Flipper. Splash, yes. Splash 1, 2, and 3, yes. The 2 or 3. I'm fa- there was at least a sequel to Splash. That can't be right. I'm dead serious. I'm 98% certain. It was a Disney Channel original, right? Splash? I don't think Splash was a Disney Channel original. But the second one. Hmm. That would be direct weird. To, direct to video. Something like that. I got nothing. It's the Doom to Fail podcast, and we will be right back and right on track in a minute. Hey, we're back. Doom to Fail podcast, Catherine and Tim talking about instruments made from scraps yeah moving on we have another topic we just covered the bubble organ so tim i have a question for you please where do scrap instruments truly belong in the scrap heap that's the same place that scrap heap people really belong and reality tv whoa rim shot maybe later okay it's actually a documentary, but it like I watched a clip, and it's essentially the same thing as reality TV because it has that like everything is far too high stakes for what it actually is feel mm-hmm. that I really mm-hmm. hate about reality TV. A lot of lot of confessional style things where someone just says like, "Well, when Billy took the pile of newspapers that I was going to use to make a crinkly drum, I was very upset." <laughs> is the crinkly drum really a thing? Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, I think the really cool thing about this is they're not just making fake instruments like crinkly drums or bubble organs. No offense, Aaron. Crinkly drum is real! (laughs) I'm sorry, I shouldn't be so upset with you. (laughs) No fake instruments like crinkly drums. The premise of this is, let's let's commission the UK's best instrument makers to make an entire orchestra from scraps. And this is like a real orchestra. This isn't crinkly drums and bubble organs. This is like, make a clarinet. Make a cello. Pretty cool. Wow. So these are like real luthiers and real, you know, whatever you call wind instrument makers and things yeah, like that. Yeah, whatever those people are called. There's a really great quote that Tim's going to read you uh, that describes the series really well. <coughs> oh, you know what? I should do this. Instead of regular quote voice, I'm going to try to do it a sort of a grander quote voice. Are you ready? British accent quote voice? 
Oh, sure. Yeah. <clears throat> the quest to build an orchestra of instruments out of rubbish is more than just a musical spectacle. In the construction of these instruments, we delve into the history of instrument making and the science of music. Why different instruments are made the way they are, why some designs have not changed for hundreds of years, and why, when played together, the sound of an orchestra is unlike anything else on Earth. The worst accent. So one example of this is when a guy needs to make a clarinet. Right, big And um, what he essentially uses is some PVC pipe. He cuts off the ends of spoons, and he uses those as the keys that are going to cover the holes, right, of the clarinet. Right, makes sense. Um, and he's done. He drills some holes in the pipe, bam. He's done. Well, so here's my question then, is uh, what does he use for a reed? Because a clarinet, you know, the vibration comes from a reed, a little piece of wood that vibrates when you blow over. I am so glad you asked, because I wanted to talk about this. It looked like they were cheating. Really? Like yeah. they bought reeds? Yeah, like they bought reeds and they just put the reed on the end. Well, I mean, to be fair, I don't really want to put my mouth on garbage. That's fair, yeah. Yeah. Cheating. And also, gotta be pretty hard to make a reed. Yeah. So, at the end of the show, they uh, put on a whole performance and it turns out pretty well. Don't you think so, Tim? Pretty cool. Yeah. Actually, yeah, these guys are really good. Yeah, it sounds like a real orchestra. It sounds exactly like a real orchestra. And I really love this for two reasons. First of all, um, it's a complete intersection between engineering and culture in that it uh, has that like engineering, like, let's just try this attitude. I like that. But they're also trying to hit an artistic mark. Like, they're trying to hit artistic perfection. And you can see that in this piece that we're listening to. Absolutely. This is... I'm such a sap, but this is just a beautiful song. So, no, it <laughs> you know, is like beautiful. the interlude right in the middle. You know, that's where the, the, the woodwinds come in. Yes. Goodness gracious. Oh. Anywho. Something to fail podcast. Back in a moment. And back on track. Stay listening to the show. Back again, Doom to Fail podcast, Catherine and Tim, instruments from scraps. Next, Catherine. We're going to talk about a really cool guy. His name is John Rose. And none Uh-oh. of his stuff is uh, scraps per se, but it has a really scrappy nature. <laughs> it's from the streets. <laughs> so John Rose makes lots of different violins. Like, that's his thing, is that 
if there's string on it, he will take a bow to it and try to play it. Um, and if there aren't any strings, he'll glue a violin to it or string it up some way and he'll play it. Like, that's what he does. That's his life. Are you saying, like, he's like, this rock, I want to play it. I'll glue a violin to it and play that violin and call it playing a rock. I mean, we could really go on about all the crazy things that he's played, and the blog will have all of that stuff, but I mean, just for the sake of time, we're going to just narrow the scope, and I promise- Check out the blog, folks. It's all in the blog. (laughs) It's all in the blog. But we're going to talk about how he plays fences, just like you or I would play a cello. That's right, you heard right. Fences, like the sort of thing that uh, divides neighbors. Exactly. That sounds- That sounded rough, but you know what I mean. No, that's actually very much how he got started. At least that's what his biography says. He was mad at his neighbor? Well, okay, so I don't know if his biography writes it correctly, because this sounds pretty silly to me. But I'm going to read you the quote, and you can tell me what you think, if that actually happened. Um, Hit me! A major achievement of the USA in the 20th century was the victory of the civil rights movement. Racial segregation was banned from public life. Finally, the basic tenet of the Declaration of Independence, that all men were created equal, had nationwide found its way into legislation and in its implementation. A line that had been drawn to separate people had been erased. Such lines could be found everywhere in the world. Violinist John Rose ran into one of these when he was in Finland to participate in the 1995 Vitasari, I'm going to call it. Oh, you know, we have Finnish listeners. They're going to be upset. Uh, I'm sorry, Finns. You're great. I really like you guys. Um, a barbed wire fence that, marking the border between Russia and Finland, was a remnant of the Iron Curtain. He recreated a model of it for the festival, playing it as a long string instrument. This performance was the starting point for a larger project about fences all over the world. Interesting. It's a pretty cool project. Yes. Like, uh, you know, he gets, he gets all arty and messaging, messagey. In it. it does. Um, Wait, does he? Hang on. All he did was play it. He didn't comment on it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but this is his bio- biography, and it's on his website, so it's been approved by him. Hmm. I mean, I guess. It's really weird because a major... It starts with, like, a major achievement of the USA. But right. he was supposedly inspired by a Finnish fence that was a remnant of the Iron Curtain. It's pretty... Everybody's into Finnish fences. Pretty, pretty weird. I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang okay, on. Okay, okay. Remember the Iron Curtain, USA Civil Rights Movement. So this is all linking back to the Cold War. Yeah. Yeah. So he's by playing it, he's demonstrating the U.S.'s sort of push for equality for all men and true democracy, and the domination over the idea of. Uh, also, true equality, except it didn't really work out, I guess. I, I'm, I'm, mess- I'm mixing up my ideologues. But the point is, he can play Russia like a fence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it doesn't work at all, does it? <laughs> it kind of works. I don't know. It's great, though. This is, I mean, this is, this is, this is the kind of copy which, if we were a little less scrupulous and a little more creative, would make the Doom to Fail podcast seem like magic. Mm-hmm. It's the Doom to Fail podcast. We will be right back. And less on track.
we're back once again to talk to you and to talk to each other. Teensy tinily. It's time to talk. Catherine, I have to tell you something. Mm-hmm. I'm getting my wisdom save out in like a week. Uh-oh. I'm like mega terrified, actually. Don't be have scared. you your wisdom teeth out? Yes. How was it? It was annoying, but it was fine. Annoying. See, I can't even put up with that, I don't think. I think that's going to bug me enough to cause real emotional distress. I can't handle anything. I'm a product of this new generation. How much time are you taking off work? Uh, a day. Oh. Well, I, no, I'm getting done on Friday. I'll take the weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah. So three days. Three days. Is Megan coming time. to Visalia or is she never coming back to Visalia ever again? She did flip me off as she was leaving last time and spitting up dust into the road. But uh, no, she'll be here, I think. <laughs> That was probably about something else. Uh, <laughs> I like her style. So he told me, he told me that, okay, so you got three options. One, we knock you out. And I said, all right. And then two, we don't knock you out, but we kind of give you enough that you just don't really care what the hell's going on. Uh-huh. And three, we just give you the Novocaine. You can't feel it, but you'll like be there. And I was kind of okay with just being there and just getting the Novocaine because I... I am not a get knocked out guy. I'm already weirded out enough with the... I just don't like this idea of general anesthesia. But once he told me that he was going to drill out part of my jaw, I was like, well, I should really do something here. I'm, I'm going with the middle option. I'm not going to get knocked out. I, I hope it's fun. I'm a get knocked out type of girl. I'm like, you're yeah. going to do anything to me? Knock me out. I don't want to be there. I want to be <laughs> elsewhere. Because it is... and I How think this many is, situations does this come up in? Um... Three out of four, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is why I like podcasts so much, is that I don't really want to be a person. I would much rather be a ball of energy that just exists. I I, I totally understand the desire to just be a consciousness or something. Yeah. Just sort of paying attention, listening to podcasts, observing. I'm glad we're on the same page there. But... I think that's a bad thing. <laughs> I don't even just want to observe. I want everybody to be a ball of energy with me. And then we can play ball of energy beach ball. Uh, so we'd hit each other around. Yeah. But yeah. you don't feel it because you're just a ball of energy. You just float. And you just get to see what it's like to float. There is no pain. But but you don't feel it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> 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 anyway, that was the Doom to Fail podcast for this week. We hope you enjoyed our trip through the land of unique instruments made from scraps. Tune in next week when we'll be talking about Catherine. Al Jazari. It's our last nice. robots. Our very last Ancient Robots episode. So if you liked it, really soak in this last guy. And if you didn't like it. Good for you. We'll have a party. <laughs> <laughs> should we tell them what we're replacing it with now or should we wait till next week? Oh, we should wait. It needs to be a surprise. Okay. It's a surprise. You're going to like it. You're going to love it. But until then, it's Catherine Cogart over there. Hi. Oh, and it's Tim Dobbs over here. God (laughs) damn it. I'm never going to get any credit. (laughs) Can't wait for next week. Have a good week, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.
episode of the Doom to Fail podcast featured music by the musicians from Marlboro and DuckTales. The theme song to Doom to Fail is How Do You Know by Blamos. They're at www.blamos.com and they are the best. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter or Google+. Visit us at our website, doomtofailpodcast.blogspot.com and you can subscribe there. It will be the best. See you soon.